Five Breakfast. Catch up. I was lucky enough to speak with the iconic Tuli Maroncella, the world-famous Tuli Maroncella, about some of her thoughts on Women's Month. This month, as part of 5FM's Against All Odds. So, Prof Maroncella, uh, Women's Month and Women's Day in South Africa is very profound because it exists in a way that doesn't exist in other countries in the world. There are many countries in the world that commemorate and honor women and their contribution and overcoming, which all women have to do. But in South Africa, it's very unique because it's rooted to the Women's March of 1956 and the 20,000 and those iconic pictures uh, of people of all different races and classes standing together, women to try and defy the apartheid government. And we have so many inspirational people, I would dare to say, including yourself, who happen to be women who've done extraordinary feats that would have been extraordinary for a man or a woman to do. And so every year I kind of think to myself, what should Women's Month be about this year? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the world changes and so the significance maybe changes. And I was wondering what you feel like is the most pressing thing on your heart to do with women and South African women and the state of being a South African woman in 2022. Wow. Thank you, Jen. I really like that question because it's about each generation has to get a sense of, of what is the most pressing challenge of its time and then what is its role in addressing that challenge. But it's also about how do we grow as an ecosystem and become resilient. If we leave a whole lot of people behind, there's no chance we can grow and be resilient. And this is about then women leading the charge, women leading the healing of the divisions of the past through advancing social inclusion. But it's also about women being a beneficiary of that. I, I don't buy the idea of women should just demand to go into positions of power. That's not what the 1956 women did. Not even those before them, the Charlotte McLeagues and Olive Shriners did not say, put us in just because you're women. Or put us in because we're young. Because all of them started young. They said, here's what we're bringing to the table. Can we create a better world? So I would say social justice is the most pressing challenge in the world. And I think if as humanity we're not going to be buried by climate change, it's going to be an implosion similar to the First World War. So true equality, in real life it would require a reset, which is one of the videos that I played today. One kid just, they work equally and then the teacher rewards them unequally, gives one a huge huge jar of chocolates and gives one just three little balls of sugar. You should have seen their little cute faces. (laughs) But the the interesting thing is that they're both shocked at what just happened. They both feel this is wrong. And then they don't have the vocabulary though. When the teacher says, what's wrong? They don't have the vocabulary. For sure. So, and then ask them, what do you think should be done? The boy just sits there feeling guilty, guilty, and then he throws the the chocolates on, and then you ask them, they be distributed equally. But that's a game. In real life, it's very complex. You can't say, people will do that, yeah. Let's reset the game. But, but engaging people then means people get to know. Just getting them to play this game of monopoly or we talk about a children's race as well. Similar principle where one is held back, one is, is given a head start and then when you, you then reset. But we don't reset who get everyone to start a, right. a phrase. You just let the others start in. Will they be ever equal? I mean, what we've discovered from the research I've been doing since my Harvard days, focusing now on social justice, is 
the problem is that not only do you remain with inequality, if you don't do some reset, not full reset, because in human life it's impossible to reset, but if you don't do anything to disrupt inequality, it grows. So which explains why South Africa has become the most unequal society in the world. And you can't reset only one part of it. For example, we focused on employment equity, uh, but without looking at creating more creators of employment. For example, Fairfoot was very clear. He disabled the African majority from being able to create jobs and to work for themselves because they were needed at the mines right. and in the farms. So if you don't come with the mentality that says, how do we create opportunity for everyone to be able to create jobs? Not in a separate in a separate development way. And then government came with BEE. I'm sorry, it was a dumb idea. Not because small business are, are against it. It just was a dumb idea because again, you're asking a minority group to advance the majority. So what white people are a minority as a group. White business is a minority. So you're saying those little boats that we have from white business should be the vehicle for advancing the economic fortunes of everyone. I don't know, we could have learned from Israel, become a startup nation. And it just meant how do we reverse Fairwood's engineering but without offloading anyone from the economy because with social justice, it's not social justice for black people or for women or for people with disabilities. You are creating a society of equals. Nobody gets offloaded. You just make sure you create more spaces at the right. table right. and more opportunity for voices at the mm. table. Thank you so much to Professor Tuli Marunzela for your wisdom, your leadership, your research and your insight. That is her speaking on social justice and what we should be thinking about this Women's Month. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.